I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right. All right. All right. All right. What up? <laughs> Nothing. How? I wonder how many minutes we've talked in Ooh, this room. Yeah. If these walls could talk, <laughs> they would say, shut up. Stop. <laughs> this is what you built me for? God, I'm sick of y'all. To contain this? <laughs> you guys I used to be a so, tree. think you're so funny. Yeah. I sit here and listen to your bullshit. Well, we are funny. We are funny. We've been being funny for three years. Yeah, consistently. Before that, not once funny. Not so much. It's the microphones. <laughs> really bring it out of me. Yep, they had ten jokes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what they say. That's what they say. Yeah, three years we've been doing this. Almost, technically. Three years next month. Yeah. But Saturday, no, September 30th. Have five Saturdays yeah. in it. So we decided... To put the extra episode here and do this. Because, yeah, our first episode came out October 30th, 2020. Yeah. 2020. Wild. Back in a different time. A very different time. Back when you were pretty much the only person that I saw. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I know. I kept you from going crazy. Yeah. Or. Or. Did I? <laughs> Maybe I do believe in Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> That's just me. Only if it pertains to the cave. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to do something different this time and you'll better like it. <laughs> yeah. Or else. We're going to have fun doing it. Or else you're fired. Oh, we would never fire you. No, absolutely not. So yeah, we decided we were just going to kind of quiz ourselves a little bit about the movies that we've done over the years. Because, you know, at the end of every year, we reflect on the movies that we've done, what we liked, what we didn't like. So we don't want to do that now because we're we've done it and we're going to do it again. Right. This is going to be more about... What do we remember? From the last three years. From the last three years. And then... The answer is probably not a lot. Probably not a lot, but me. <laughs> hey, we'll give it a shot. So in this, we're going to split it up into three little segments. And in this first segment, what we're going to do is just pull from our trusty stack of cards, which we have updated to include every movie we've ever done. Including the bonus episodes that you can get on Patreon. Mm-hmm. And we're going to try and remember five things about it. We're each just going to go through the list and write them down, and then compare mm-hmm. and see. We'll score it. It'll be a little competition. Yeah, we'll see which one of us is the better podcast host. Yep, <laughs> for once and for all. <laughs> and then we'll switch our names <gasps> for top billing. <laughs> no, not like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm Bucket Snake now, actually, because I'm better. No, no, no. <laughs> Just kidding. That would be uh, so confusing for people who don't know us. Right? <laughs> no, this is a fight for top billing. So... The first, the five things that we're going to try and remember about them are the Rotten Tomatoes rating. We're going to try and just list three people who are in it. Mm -hmm. 
what year least. it came out. Yeah. Roger Ebert's rating and the main character's name. Yes. And if we need a tiebreaker, we will try and remember what the IMDb description says. <laughs> Whoever can get, can get closest. Yeah. That's going to be. That'll be funny. Yeah. <laughs> so the first movie that we are going to try and remember is Cool Running. Ooh, fun. Okay. Yeah. So. Oh, uh, shit. <laughs> I don't think that information is in my brain. All right. What do you got? All right. My Rotten Tomatoes guess is 85%. I said 71. Oh. I know. Low. But. Specific. 76. Damn. You're closer. I was. Point for you. Uh, I could only remember three people who were in it. Or two people. John Candy and Dougie Doug. Oh, fuck. I forgot about Dougie Doug. How could you forget? I know. I know. (laughs) Oh, shit. I just remembered the main character's name. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Yeah. Well, you get two points. I only got John Candy. Okay. I said it came out in 1994. I said 96. It was 93. I said 96 originally. I was like, no, it was earlier than that. It was 93. (laughs) Damn. Both wrong. Yep. I said Roger Ebert gave it three stars. I said two... He gave it two and a half. Oh, well, shit. So we're like... Yeah. We both... We both get a point, i get one. Okay. And then the main character's name is... Sanka. Darice. Oh. Sanka is Dougie Doug's character. Oh, well, I remember Dougie Doug's character's name. Yeah. But not that Dougie Doug was in it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I don't know. Was that... I just... I could remember him being like, you dead? Yeah. And I was like, there's a name before that. Yeah. Sanka. Sanka. You dead? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, would you say... I mean, they're both... They're, bu- They're both main characters. Yeah. They're part of the four. So I'd say we both get one. Okay, cool. Doris. I mean, you're winning by... Bannock. Two points anyway. <laughs> oh, and a last name. Yeah. Damn. All right. Okay. Next film. Score. Bucket Snake. Three. Me Wedge. Five. Nice. You got all five of those right. I did not get... Well, you didn't get them get, exactly yeah. right, but you got... Closer. Closer, yeah. Closer one. Okay. That is true. All right. Next, we are talking about Aladdin. Ooh. Okay. The main character's name. <laughs> huh. Hmm. I, I just, I'm, not, I'm just not sure. <laughs> All right. What what you got for Rotten Tomatoes? I said 98. Oh, I said 90. I have no faith in the public, I guess. <laughs> I feel like it's high. Uh, 95. Uh, you're closer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good job. I guess. <laughs> All right. What? What actors do you have? What stars? Uh, Robin Williams, Gilbert Gottfried, and then I put Jim Cummings, but that's kind of cheating because he's in every Disney movie oh, ever. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Does he do the guard? Not, yeah. Yeah. I he forgot. doesn't really count, but he's the only one I could remember. <laughs> the guy who plays Aladdin's name is Brad something, I think. Oh, okay. I Brad just got Kane? Robin Williams and Gilbert Gottfried. I'm, I'm not going to count it, but I'm saying that his name is Brad Kane. Hang on. I'm going to give you three because you got Jim Cummings and I forgot. No, Scott. Brad Kane might be the guy who voiced Hercules. Anyway, it's not him. So, <laughs> I said it came out in 95. I think it's 93. It's 92. Ah, shit. I know. Which I, I was like, 97. That was earlier than that. 90 was way earlier. Yeah. I thought it was 93. Yep. That makes sense, though. But you were closer, right? Yeah, but I still wasn't right. No. Not close enough. Not close enough. I said Roger Ebert gave it three and a half stars. I said two and a half. He gave it three. So again, right in the middle Damn. of what we guessed. Okay. And then the main character's name is just right there. Right Ooh. there on the tip of my what tongue. What is it? 
Street rat. <laughs> I'm not going to give us points for that. No. Yeah. That's, that's silly. Can't have it. Um, All right. Yeah. I, rem- I feel like I remembered Roger Ebert not liking it as much because he was kind of critical of it. And I feel like whenever Disney movies come out, the critics are always really hard on them. They're That's like, well, true. this one won't be a classic. That's and then true. it always is. But I also remember us being like, good job, Roger Ebert, because he was critical of how Jafar yeah. is portrayed as this like dark. Mm-hmm. And he's like, the villains are always dark. You know, yeah. they're dark skinned, they're dark, whatever. Mm-hmm. Why is that? It's like, yeah. good, good on you. You yeah, know, he called it in, out. Yep. In 92, it was refreshing to see yeah. know, somebody doing that. So. All right. Bucket Snake, five. Meat Wedge, nine. Crushing it. Damn. The next movie is, hmm, all right. Did you see those? No. All right, pick the black one or the pink one? Uh, The black one. Scrooged. Ah! <laughs> all right. I know Scrooged. I'm sad. The pink one was the Fast and the Furious. Okay. <laughs> oh, well, you don't need more points. The Rotten Tomatoes rating is hard. I know. All right, what's your Rotten Tomatoes? I said 38. I said 60. Oh, okay. I feel like people liked it, and I don't understand why. Everyone but us. Yeah. 69. Hey, nice. <laughs> Nicely done. All right. Who it stars? Bill Murray. Bill Murray and <laughs> Bobcat Goldthwait. Ah, shit. <laughs> Damn. Was the only one other, the only other one I can remember. Carol Kane's in it. Karen Allen, David Johansson, Scott Forsyth. John Forsyth. I don't know any of those people. Nope. All right. What year did it come out? Uh, I said 1993. I said 83. 88 oh damn so we're that's right in the middle yeah so <laughs> no points no points and then i said that roger ebert gave it one and a half but he might not have even i said two okay he did review it let's see one <laughs> <laughs> nice one star um and the main character's name was scrooge <laughs> it's Scrooge. I said his name was Charles. <laughs> I mean, that's a good guess. It's like I really don't remember because it's not Ebenezer. No, it's he just has a normal name. He just is a normal guy with a normal name. His name is Frank. Ah, Frank Cross. Ah, uh, yeah. Did you do you say Scrooge? I just said Scrooge. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it wasn't, but right for the joke. Yes, for the bit. Very right. good. The score is now Bucket Snake, 7. Meat Wedge, 11. <laughs> I'm catching up a little bit. Yeah, you are. Next is Space Jam. Ooh, welcome to the... <laughs> All right. Okay. I said 89%, but I'm already regretting it. I said 98. I think it's lower. Oh. 43. What? Yeah. Damn. As a 43. As soon as I said that, I was like, I'm regretting it because I rate it higher, but I think the world <laughs> has rated it lower. That's in, that's that, that's unbelievable. It's, it is unbelievable. It has an audience score of 63, but even that. That's low, too. Too low. Space yeah. Jam is a national treasure. All right. Who it stars? Michael Jackson, Bill Murray, Charles Barkley. <laughs> Michael Jordan. Oh, yeah. Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just wrote MJ, so I didn't have to write it all out. And then I was like, Michael Jackson. Obviously, Michael Jackson. Of course, yeah. Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. Bill Murray, Charles mm-hmm. Barkley were just the first three I thought of. Yeah. I put Muggsy Bugs and Wayne Knight and yeah. Mel Blank, who I don't know if he still voiced Bugs Bunny at this point, but um, he did at one point. But I have like five people. Written. Yeah. Nice. So we each get three points. One, two, three. 
Uh, <laughs> came out in 96? I Yeah, I originally wrote 96 and then I put 98 and it came out in 1996. You, I knew something you didn't know. <laughs> so far, I've only known the things that you also know. <laughs> <laughs> um, And what did Roger Ebert say? I said three, but I bet it's low. Since. I said two and a half. He said three and a half. Oh, shit. Damn. I'm okay. giving myself a point for that. Yeah, you should. See, that's what he's talking about. Sometimes. And then the main character's name is Michael or Bugs. Yeah, I wrote Bugs Bunny. <laughs> Do you remember all the Monstars names? All of them? I know you know some of them. Oh, no. Because we talked it. about it and I feel like you did know. I did. Yeah, I looked it up because they were so cute, but yeah. I don't remember any of their names. Do the little voice. Can you do it? Which one? The gravelly one or the... <laughs> the squeaky one? <laughs> it stinks. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> all right. Let's do one more. Okay. I'm having fun. For all the marbles. For the first time. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> having fun for the, for the first, first time. <laughs> Oh, I just got that. Just kidding. Wow. Also. <laughs> Three years in this room. Well, it wasn't technically a room before. No, we were just in a corner. Yep. But now it's a room. It's got two doors. Have we always been in this corner? Yeah. Okay. All right. Last one. The sword and the stone. Ooh, yay. Okay. All right. Rotten tomato. I said 94. I said 95. Mm. Close game. 67 the fuck are these tomatoes smoking <laughs> these tomatoes What's are wrong rotten. with these tomatoes as hail <laughs> all right who does it star <laughs> i i couldn't couldn't tell you uh milk call <laughs> milk call yeah i can tell you who animated it yep but i can't tell you who voiced couldn't it. tell you this one before celebrity voice actors <laughs> to us yeah anyway. yeah truly i mean it was just like dudes who were good at they were famous for being voice actors. Yeah. It wasn't the other way around. I don't know. Yeah. Ricky Sorensen. I don't know. Sebastian Cabot. Let's see if I recognize any of these names. No. Mm. Oh, Richard Reitherman. Wolfgang Reitherman's kids were in it. I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. Well, there were like 12 Arthurs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because his voice kept changing. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, yeah. No, no points for that. I said it came out in 61. I said 67, but it was 1963. Oh, so it's closer. you were closer. And four stars? I said three, but he has no review of it. Huh. So. How strange. I wonder if he only did old movies if they did a re-release? Yeah, I think so. That makes sense. So he's got no opinion of it. I bet he would have liked it. I think so. That's why it's got I lots guess of pretty high. Yeah, you know, like lots of fun, imagination. Yeah. There are no Ninja Turtles. Right. It's not too scary. <laughs> it's not too scary. <laughs> exactly. And, and the main characters are Arthur and Merlin. Yeah. And Archimedes. Yep. And Madame Mim. Arthur slash Wart is what they I've call him. I also wrote Wart. Nice. <laughs> well, hey, we did pretty well. Yeah. Especially, I mean, we had a lot of movies from the 90s. Yeah. But we got pretty close right around there. What were our final scores? The final score is I have 14 and you have 15. Nice. <laughs> That's pretty close. Yeah, we did good. Do you want to try and guess the imdb for one of these movies no i want you to pull a new card and i want to try the imdb for a, a new random one okay just for one because i think it'll be funny yes okay so the new one is edward scissorhands bug is next writing a paragraph <laughs> <laughs> i'm just realizing that i should probably just write all the imdb descriptions now yeah i bet you'd be better at it you have to remember <laughs> that you have to do something dumb where you're like <laughs> i true. mean i guess <laughs> write the sentence in a really awkward way yeah all right, what did you say? I said a story 
of a man made of scissors and the family that takes him in. Oh, a man made of scissors. <laughs> yeah, he's not really made not of scissors. Just the whole man. Edward Scissor. <laughs> Edward Scissor Man. <laughs> I said, when a lonely inventor dies and leaves his companion all alone, he must leave the nest to learn about life, love, and haircuts. That's adorable and better, <laughs> except for when you say, yeah, it, it is, uh, it's confusing as to who the he is. Right, I know. But. And I realized that and then I was like, I don't have time. Right, I don't have time for grammar. <laughs> So it says, the solitary life of an artificial man who was incompletely constructed and has scissors for hands, that rhymes, is upended when he is taken in by a suburban family. That's close. Yeah. It's, it's also awkwardly yep. phrased. But yeah. It is, but it's one of the better ones mm-hmm. that we have read. I agree. All right. That was one. <laughs> that was. All right. Part one is finished. Yes. Now we're on to part two. I only lost by one point. That's pretty good. Not too bad. All right. Part two is going to be we're going to quiz each other about the movies we've covered. Yes. So this is going to be a little bit more specific to the movies. And what we did was we split them in half and we wrote each other 20 questions about the movies that we have covered. Just little trivia questions about what goes on. In the movies, and we're just going to go back and forth and try and answer them. Yeah. So you want to keep first? score again? Okay. I love to keep score. Not really. I'm not really actually competitive at all. I do like to keep score, though. Yeah. I we, don't really care. My family and I play this game called Five Crowns, which is kind of like mm-hmm. a rummy style. Yeah. We've played it. Yeah. It's fun. And I always keep score. And it, it's a lot of math, especially if there are, you know, five yeah. or six of us, which there usually are. And it's involving, okay, I have to add up my points, but then also everybody tells me how many points they got. And I add them, you know, just keep right, scoring yeah. and go around. And I just did it for the longest time. And then one day I wasn't there and my family played without me. And my brother was like, how does she do this? Like, keep <laughs> score and also keep up with the conversation that is happening. Like, yeah. be a part of the... And I was like, yeah, appreciate my skills here. Also... um, you could just be making the numbers up if nobody else I is could doing be. it. It's true. So. There are some times when I write it something down and I'm like, oh, did I give those points to the right person? <laughs> but mostly I think I've got it. Nobody ever questions, so it's fine. But according to what we tell Cheese Wedge, you always get it right. Yep. All right. You want me to go first? Sure. Okay. This character was created to be a mixture of Bobby Brown, Prince, and Michael Jackson. Oh, um... Uh, uh, power line. Yeah. <laughs> power move. Power. <laughs> power lunch. <laughs> That's a different movie. All right, your turn. Power line. Okay. Though the Fast and the Furious franchise has gotten away from its roots of small-time criminals stealing combination TV DVD players, Dominic Tretto's love for his family has never changed. <laughs> Another thing that has never changed is his catchphrase. Can you fill in the blank? I live my life one quarter mile at a time yeah yeah nice (laughs) i was like is it i knew it was a fourth of a mile but it wasn't Mm -hmm. i was like is it a quarter did they say a quarter mile Mm -hmm. quarter mile at a time do they say the number of feet (laughs) i don't know (laughs) my life seventeen thousand. i don't know what i I don't don't either (laughs) don't come for me i don't know how many feet are in a mile five thousand something yeah all right There were countless struggles during the filming of The Mummy. 
from Brendan Fraser nearly dying to unstable political climates in the countries where the film was shot. Mm-hmm. One consistent problem, however, was much funnier. Which of the cast members of The Mummy was universally hated by all the camels, causing filming to slow down several times? Oh, my God. I'll accept character name or actor name. Okay. What if just general? <laughs> I, whoever played, my guess is Evie's brother, Jonathan Carnahan? That's my guess. No. Oh. It's Benny. Oh. <laughs> that makes sense. Everybody hates Benny. Even yeah. the camels were just like... Played by Kevin J. O'Connor. But I I came across that and I was just like, of all of the things that went wrong in this movie, at least that one's funny. (laughs) It's very funny. Can you imagine? Just being like, these camels! And everybody else is like, bro, it's just you, man. I don't know what you're talking about. Just be nicer to them. The camels hate me. All right. So in getting even with Dad, (sighs) I really only did write one question. Okay, good. Ted Danson and his terrible ponytail play a lifetime (laughs) criminal named Ray who is teaming up with his hapless idiot friends to commit one last crime, stealing some rare uncirculated coins and selling them. What does Ray plan to do with his share of the money? Open a bakery? Yeah. He's going to buy the one that he works at, but that's close enough. Yeah. Yeah, because we just kept being like, just work there. Just work. (laughs) You're doing fine. You have a job. fine. All right. Which Disney movie was the first of their animated films that's not a musical and does not contain any songs either performed by characters or in the background? No songs at all? Yeah. Oh, no. (laughs) Is The Black Cauldron a Disney movie? Yeah. That's my guess. You're right. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, which one is sad and terrible? (laughs) There's, I can't think of a song that would go in there, so. Okay. (laughs) What song would go in there? Traipsing through the terrible land. Da, 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 da. It would be sick, although it would make him. Pig. <laughs> and now there's a man. His name is Fiddly Fiddledy Doo. What was his name? Fluter. Fluter <laughs> Flam. Woof. <laughs> so, in Cool Runnings, the based on a true story that follows three sprinters and the best pushcart driver in all of Jamaica as they make their way to the Olympics. They've all got different motivations, but Yul Brenner has a very specific one that he carries in his wallet. What is the picture that he carries in his wallet to motivate himself? Oh, is it of Yul Brenner? <laughs> <laughs> of himself or of the actual the actor? actual person. That would be really funny. No, I don't be. know. I don't remember. Um, it's of a place, if that helps you. Because he's like, I'm going to live here. Oh, is it Fiji? I don't remember. No, it's Buckingham Palace. Oh! will make fun of him yes. for it. That's so funny. I forgot. Until Junior's like, you get your Buckingham Palace. <laughs> All right, it's two to two so far. Nice. During pre-production of The Brave Little Toaster, this actor was cast in Saturday Night Live. Jerry Reese wrote one of the characters with this actor in mind and pleaded with him to stay in Los Angeles long enough to record his voice tracks. He agreed, and Reese quickly finished the screenplay and hustled him into the recording studio. This actor's entire performance was then captured in one marathon session. John Lovitz. Yes. <laughs> Good job. Thank y'all. In Muppet Treasure Island, an all-time classic with a few Muppet tweaks, <laughs> including gender-swapping Ben Gunn's character, making the captain of the Hispaniola a tiny frog, and giving Squire Trelawney, played by Fozzie Bear, an imaginary friend. Can you remember the name of Squat <sighs> of... Fozzie Bear's imaginary friend and where he lives. In his finger. Uh-huh. But I don't remember his name. Mm. Can you give me a hint? What's it start with? Uh, he has like a, not a title. 
Yeah. What do you call that? I don't know. Lord. <laughs> Much more casual. <laughs> Mister? Yeah. Mr. Fingerman. <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember. His name is Mr. Bimbo. That would not. Nope. That oh. was not in my brain. Okay. <laughs> I do remember him talking to his finger yeah. the whole time. Though. Who hired this miserable crew? Mr. Bimbo. Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> All right. This movie was Sir Elton John's first involvement in an animated feature film. He composed and performed the song Some Other World. I was going to say Lion King. I was like, wait, we haven't covered that one. Nope. Some other world? He did a movie before Lion King. No, no, I got nothing. Ferngully. Oh. Some other world is when, like, the love song when they're, like, yeah. floating through the water. Sorry, if it's not Juice. Forgot his name. It's not <laughs> that guy. <laughs> the, the lizard guy? Yeah. Yeah. Who is that? Uh... Any other day. If it's not Tone Loke, I yes. don't want it. I was like. <laughs> right. It's one of those things. It's like, yeah, of course it's in my brain forever. And then it's like, hey, what's the name of that guy who played the lizard? <sighs> <sighs> I was just thinking. Dougie Doug? Itty, itty little boy. Itty bitty little boy. <laughs> okay. So the Goonies is set in Astoria, Oregon and heavily involves the coast and the ocean in its lore. Mm-hmm. Keith Walker, who has a small role in the film as Mikey and Brand's dad, was inspired by the location. Was so inspired by the location. He wrote a whole last movie. That we have also covered. Mm-hmm. What movie was it? Kindergarten Cop. I don't know. That's, <laughs> Kindergarten Cop was also filmed in Astoria. Oh. Uh, I don't know, though. But this one specifically, we talked about it, that he was like, he'd, he'd never written a movie before. He was just like, I love the ocean. Gonna write a movie about... Free Willy? Yeah. Yeah. I yep. did know that. Mm-hmm. Huh. You knew that. I did know. Thank you. I'm giving myself a point. You, you should. Know. You had to pry that out of my brain? You got it. That's okay. My cold, dead brain? Dust it off. In the movie Robin Hood Men in Tights, when a Chew first appears, he and Robin fight Prince John's Knights with a fighting style named after this insect. It is an actual martial art, a style of kung fu that emphasizes grabbing your opponent and bringing them to the ground. But of course, in the movie, they're not doing it right. Right. Um, Mantis style. Praying mantis. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I like the Do eyeballs. you know praying mentis? <laughs> <laughs> know him. I invented him. <laughs> so in the Santa Claus, mm-hmm. Tim Allen plays Scott Calvin, a cranky divorced businessman who has no time for Christmas or his family. And then, of course, he accidentally becomes Santa Claus. Of course. However, this family-friendly movie hit a not-so-family-friendly snag that caused Disney to delete a scene. What happened? Uh, when he shot Santa? <laughs> That scene? Yeah, you know, the one where he pulled out his gun yeah. <laughs> and shot Santa. That was in the original script. Did he shoot him? Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. That was how he was originally going to die. This was a scene that got filmed, oh. but then they had to cut it out because of problems that ensued afterwards, especially when the movie made it home on VHS. Oh, the phone number. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, it was a real like hotline, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I forgot about that. Yeah, he said... Well, she says, here's Neil's mom's phone number. And he says, 1-800-SPANK-ME. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So in some places, they cut the scene. In other scene, in other instances, they changed it to 1-800-POUND, which is not enough numbers for a number. Yeah. But yeah, kids were actually calling it and racking up phone charges. Whoops. Oopsie. Love that. Um, Elijah Wood auditioned for a part as a child actor in this movie, and he did not get the role. He later told Empire Magazine that this was the worst audition he ever did. 
Oh, no. Uh, Little Monsters. No. Oh. Kindergarten Cop. Oh. <laughs> I wonder, was it bad? Like, he was bad? He did a bad job? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Poor little man. I know. Oh, he would have been so cute, though. I know. Okay. In George of the Jungle, Ursula has run away to the jungle to avoid getting married to her fiancé, Lyle. <laughs> Instead, she decides to marry a man of questionable maturity and mental capacity. <laughs> Lyle, in the meantime, gets his ass kicked by the jungle and falls in some poo. He does manage to rescue one thing that belongs to Ursula, though. What does he find? Ursula, you're scrunchy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's me, Lyle, your fiance. Your man. Your man, I've right. come for you. <laughs> uh, all right. I feel like I'm kind of make sure. Yeah, you got that one right. That I'm keeping track. <laughs> Ah, pulling a me at five crowns tonight, are you? Current score is me wedge four, bucket snake five. Oh, I gotta step it up. Two actresses from this movie, Vanessa Chester, who plays Becky, and Camilla Bell, who plays Jane, were reunited two years later when working together on The Lost World Jurassic Park. <laughs> Becky and Jane? Uh huh. Mm. Two years before, before The Lost the World. Lost World. <gasps> oh, no. Hmm. Maybe I expected too much of you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I just assume you know everything related to Jurassic Park, I think. Um, a Little Princess. Oh. Yeah. Two of the girls that yeah. were in A Little Princess were also in yeah. Lost World two years later just together. Couldn't think of a single movie that we covered that had kids named Becky and Jane. Yeah, they weren't the main like, characters. So, yeah. yeah. All right. All right. All right. I know you'll get the next one. Okay. So look forward to that. Okay. So in Mighty Joe Young... Charlize Theron and Bill Paxton come together to save a giant gorilla that didn't seem like it needed saving in the first place by bringing him to a place where he definitely isn't safe or happy. But when we first meet Bill Paxton's character, a soft-boiled Greg O'Hara, he's using high-tech equipment to listen to the jungle. What does he say he's listening for? Oh, fuck. Jungle sounds. <laughs> yeah. He says sounds. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what is with Bill Paxton and doing shit like that? Like I, the scene in Twister when he's like rain bands. Yeah, and he's smelling dirt. <laughs> like it's just a weirdo. What? I don't know. All right, buddy. The soothing sounds of sound. Yes, that's the title <laughs> of the episode. Yep. Yes. All right, you got this. Okay. The talk boy, the toy tape recorder used in this movie, mm -hmm. was at first just a prop created specifically for the movie. But after the movie became a box office hit, Tiger Electronics created and distributed a real-life Talkboy along with its pink and purple counterpart, the Talk Girl. Yes, in Home Alone 2. Nice. Lost in New York. I knew you'd know that one. It would be embarrassing if I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> so, Don Bluth had a long and complicated relationship with the Walt Disney Company and, <laughs> and threatened to leave several times. He cites many different disagreements as cause to leave and start his own production, but there's one movie he considered as the straw that broke the camel's back. He asked why some of the characters didn't have the whites of their eyes colored in and was told it was too expensive to do so. When he tested it himself and found this to be untrue, he asked again and was told to stop asking questions and just do his job. Which, which movie was he working on? <sighs> Fuck. He threatened to leave so many times that yep. it's hard for me to remember yes. what the last one was. Let me think. I don't think technically it was the last one. He worked on movies after that because he kept going back and forth. Oh, but yeah. this is the one that he considered. So it's just more the clue of the whites of their eyes are not colored in. And they were often the wrong color. 
Mm. Huh. An animated Disney movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was The Rescuers. Ah, fuck. Because <laughs> he worked, Peace Dragon came out right after that and he worked on that one too. Oh, yeah. So he was just like, I'm leaving soon. <laughs> Eventually. I mean, you know, he probably worked on them at the same time. But All right. Also, I just want to say I appreciate how much effort you've put into these questions. Oh, thank you. I did not write out as much as you did. <laughs> I just Ooh. wrote little intros for them. I know, it's cute. <laughs> All right. The following conversation comes from what 1995 moderately successful live action Disney movie. Man one. Boy have no family. All killed. Man two. You mean in the war? Man one. No. Hit by falling star. Yes, in war. Uh, Operation Dumbo Drop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Hit by falling star. <laughs> so, ants tells the story of a lowly worker ant who gets wrapped up in wacky hijinks with the princess and end up and ends up saving his whole colony. But before he does that, Z escapes the colony in search of a better life to a place an old grizzled man told him about at the bar. What is the name of the place that Z is looking for? Oh, it's that big picnic. Yeah. But what do they call it? Yeah. The snack bar. (laughs) The big juice. (laughs) Paradise? Promised land? The promised paradise. Yeah. Closer. The heaven? <laughs> no. Purgatory. No. They call it Insectopia. Ah, right. Insectopia. <laughs> I almost, I wasn't sure myself, but I was like, I know it's got a name and I'll look up the insect. Oh, yeah. And I was like, what is the name of the utopia Prince Z is looking for? And I was like, oh, nope, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> what's the, what's that utopia? Yeah. Insectopia. Sure. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Fine. Sorry. Robin Williams was a longtime friend of Danny DeVito and had wanted to work with him for years, but they had yet to do so before this film. After Jim Carrey passed on the lead role, DeVito urged Williams to accept the part, and this movie would be their first and only time working together. Oh, it's in Death to Smoochie. Yeah. Okay. I know. It's a little of a trip question because Danny DeVito directed it. Yeah. He, he didn't. He wasn't in it. Right. Yeah. He's but not you in got it at all? Nope. Oh, damn. He's just the director. I assumed. But yeah, okay. All right. Okay. This one might be really hard. <laughs> okay. Uh, the Newton family has adopted a dog and named him Beethoven. Uh-huh. Well, really, the dog has adopted them. But they can't think of a name for him. Each of the Newton family has a suggestion, but the dog is the one who makes the ultimate decision. What were the names that the members of the Newton family suggested? There were four suggestions, but oh. I would accept two of them. Or just one. <laughs> Can you think of one of the names? They were all bad. They were all bad. Max. <laughs> One of them was really silly. Uh, Batman. Like Superman? That. No. <laughs> Cheeseburger. Cheese. No, I don't know. Mm. Yeah. Well, the little girl suggested they call him Dick, but they don't say that out loud. Because the mom is like, <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't think body parts are, you know, acceptable. And she's like, but he has when I looked. And then she said, that's what you call Uncle Richard. Oh, my God. And then the mom's like, we'll just call him Rover. But then the two mm. kids are like, no, MC Hammer. Oh. And the other kid's like, no, Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were all silly. Okay. <laughs> yeah. MC Hammer's the best one, though. Yeah. I'd go with that. The yeah. dad had a suggestion, too, but she doesn't even say it out loud. He's just like, you asked for my input. <laughs> Probably slobber puss. Yeah, something bad. Uh, all right. <clears throat> Though she only played an uncredited cameo in this movie, Carrie Fisher is credited with writing the very memorable lines, you know that place between sleep and awake? 
that place where you still remember dreaming, that's where I'll always love you. Hook. Yeah. Good job. Thank you. Did I make my questions too hard? No. <laughs> okay. We're, I mean, you have eight points and I have six. Okay. So we're doing great. Doing great. Professor Brainerd absent-minded though he is, has managed to make a complex, seemingly sentient machine complete with feelings like love, jealousy, and sarcasm. The robot's name is Weebo, but she creates a persona for herself in a flowing nightgown. What is the name she gives her hologram proxy? It's just like a simple name, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's a, it's like a woman's name. Is it Sarah? Close. That's, That's the real lady's the, name. Okay, yeah. Um, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> It's Sarah, but there's no H on it. Oh, yeah. Um, no, but it does start with an S. <laughs> Why? Every time this happens, I feel like that sketch where that guy goes up to someone and just goes, name a woman. And everyone's like, <laughs> yeah. what? For one dollar, name a woman. <laughs> That's me when someone's like, it starts with this letter. Like, mm-hmm. ah. Um, hang on. Sherry. <laughs> yeah. So. Slenderman. <laughs> Slenderman. <laughs> Philip, it's me, Slenderman. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I don't know. Sylvia. Oh, I would not have guessed that. <laughs> Co-writer and director Franco Amuri was inspired to make this 1994 film because of the constant pleading of his young daughter for a pet. It was such an homage to her, in fact, that he named the lead character after her. Minky Trouble. Yes. It's like that name sounds familiar. Minky. Minky. So obviously Robin Williams is one of the funniest people on the planet, which is why he was cast in the role of the genie in Aladdin. Mm-hmm. But he didn't just use his talents on the screen. He lent them to people off screen when they needed them most. While Williams was making this film, he would often get calls from another director to help cheer up the casting crew of the movie he was working on. Who was the director and what was the movie? Was it was the director Steven Spielberg? Mm-hmm. The movie was Hook? No, that was when they worked together, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this was, he had nothing to do with this movie. Steven Spielberg was just like, my dudes are real bummed because of this very sad film that we were working on. Can you cheer them up? It's not a movie that we've covered. No. Okay. Schindler's List? Yep. <laughs> I was like, what sad movie has Steven Spielberg done? That's the one. Yay, I got one. I'm smart. <laughs> you are smart. This 1978 movie is widely considered to be the most violent PG-rated animated movie ever made, and it retains its PG rating because the board felt that animation removes the realistic gory horror and the occasional scenes of violence and bloodshed, and we felt that while the film may move children emotionally during the film's duration, it could not seriously trouble them once the spell of the story is broken. Oh, no. I remember talking about that and being like, that's dumb. Yeah. But what movie? 1978? Mm-hmm. Animated? Mm-hmm. Film? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. All three of those. Uh, dang. And it's not Pete's Dragon, because that one's not fully animated. No. And that came out in 77. <laughs> I don't know. Watership Down. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought that one would be obvious, because it's so violent. Right. It is It is violent. Yeah. Dang. And it's still, to this day, just has a PG rating. Yeah. Um, and actually, when I was reading this little section about it, it was like, they keep showing it on Easter Sunday. Oh, my God. <laughs> Bunnies caught in traps, choking yep. to death, getting killed by dogs. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. 
While it is their job to disagree and discuss, Roger Ebert and Gene Siskel usually can find some sort of consensus when it comes to movies. Mm -hmm. However, one movie we covered had them completely divided and might have even revealed some Roger Ebert childhood trauma. Ebert even told Siskel that he should be ashamed of himself for liking this movie. Which one was it? I remember talking about this. Ashamed of himself. Um, Damn. Ebert was like, this is the scariest movie I've ever seen. Because when I was a child, this happened to me. Is it Page Master? No, it's not animated. Oh. Is it? Hmm. I don't know. It was Baby's Day Out. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I remember now. Because he thought the movie was scary. He thought it was too scary. Because he's like, that child is in danger. He was like, if it was animated, it would be fine. But that child's in danger the whole time. And he talks about going to see a movie when he was a kid and just being so scared for this character that he was like, I couldn't handle it. Siskel's like, yeah, but you're that's, an adult now. Yeah, it's not. This is fantasy and, and he's fine. Goofy. The whole time. Okay. This movie is the only animated Disney movie from the 1960s not to yet have a platinum DVD, a sequel, a TV show, or a live action remake. Hmm. It stands alone. S- alone and uh, Sword in the Stone. Yeah. Yeah. No one needs a live action remake of that. Nope. Well, I mean, there are plenty of yeah, movies about King Arthur. King anyway, Arthur so. movies, yeah. Movies often go through many changes from original concept to final product, from who's in it, how it ends, even the title. One movie we covered was originally meant to be called Teeny Weenies, <laughs> but the writers felt it would only appeal to a very young audience. What did Teeny Weenies end up actually being called? Baby Geniuses? Your face says no. Teeny Weenies. Oh. The Borrowers? Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? Yes. <laughs> I'm not going to give myself a point for that. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's a stupid name. Yes. <laughs> Teeny weenie. I'm glad they didn't go with that. <laughs> One of the reasons why it took George Miller 10 years to bring this story to the screen was because he was waiting for special effects technology to catch up with his vision for this film. Babe. You. Good job. Thank you. The story of Romeo and Juliet features a lot of crime, especially in the modernized Baz Luhrmann version. But the filming was briefly halted when a real-life crime took place. What happened? And how was it resolved? Um, Leonardo DiCaprio got a bad haircut and they fired the hairdresser. I don't know. You're so... You're close, but you're also not. It does involve their hairdresser. Oh, I I truly don't know. (laughs) He was kidnapped and held for ransom. Oh, what the fuck? (laughs) That Baz Luhrmann had to pay $300 to get him back. Did we talk about that? I'm sure we did. I don't it's like remember that. That's the first so funny thing on yeah. IMDb, like over the top. But uh, yeah, because they were filming in Mexico and there were like oh, yeah. gangs and stuff and they just took him. Well, <laughs> I mean, that's why they didn't film The Mummy in Egypt because they yeah. were afraid of something like that happening. Too much. Too much. Too much going on. Bill Murray accepted a role in this movie after expressing regret at missing out on the chance to star in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Space Jam. Nice. My questions are easier. They are. I mean, you I'm are sorry. smarter than me. <laughs> Maybe this next one will get you. Maybe so. So The Land Before Time still holds reign as the saddest movie we've ever done. True. About a little dinosaur who sees his mother get attacked and then talks to her while she dies. Both Steven Spielberg and Don Bluth cite an older Disney film as the reason they wanted to make this movie. What movie inspired both of these men to ruin my whole ass childhood? Bambi. Yup. <laughs> I remember watching Bambi and just thinking about how one day I would have to tell my mother goodbye. Yeah. So, and then 
apparently Steven Spielberg was like, I wanted to make Bambi, but with dinosaurs. <laughs> Great. Yeah. And then George Lucas was like, sorry that the last Star Wars movie I made was too cute. I'll work on this and make it desolate instead. Yeah. Cool. What happens when you get like three huge filmmakers <laughs> together? Uh, they traumatize children, a whole generation forever. Forever. Here we are still talking about it. Even though he was 76 at the time of filming and he could reportedly run and climb over fences on set despite his age, at one point in this film, Abe Vigoda's character Otis says, I should have died years ago. (laughs) This is a reference to the fact that Vigoda has been mistakenly reported dead by the press on numerous occasions. Good burger. (laughs) (laughs) I should have died years ago. Oh my goodness. No, you got that one. You're too smart for me. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. You're doing great. In James and the Giant Peach, James is a sad little boy who lives with his two abusive aunts, but his whole life gets turned upside down when he meets an old man who gives him some weird glowing green things, which he is instructed to eat to make his life different. What does the old man say that they are? These glowing green things. Oh, um, worms. Alligators? I don't know. That's close. Yeah. They're a body part alligator tongues they're crocodile tongues but that's close enough hey (laughs) i knew it was something weird yeah boiled in the skull of a dead witch well yeah of course for 20 days and 20 nights or whatever crocodile tongues yeah nice this was eva gabor's last film before her death in 1995 rescuers down under more movies in the series were planned but after her death the plans were scrapped no one thought she could be replaced (laughs) (laughs) sorry (laughs) jumped the gun i was so excited i love her so much (laughs) i know i knew you would know that Uh, while the climax of the sandlot is what most is what is most remembered about the film the summertime classic is really just the tale of a bunch of kids hanging out one of the things they do is go to the fair and one of the boys has brought along some stolen chewing tobacco for them to share of course the filmmakers didn't really have the kids chew tobacco but instead gave them a mixture of their own creation which ended up making some of the kids sick anyway what two things did they put together to make fake chewing tobacco i remember talking about this because it sounded even worse than chewing tobacco yeah licorice mm-hmm. and hmm. we're looking for that chewing tobacco texture oh sand <laughs> Uh, oatmeal that's not right i don't know no but they did use oatmeal to make the fake vomit for this scene. oh yeah so and licorice was one of the things so that's close enough as far yeah, as i'm concerned give myself a point the other thing was beef jerky oh yeah for the Which, grainy texture yeah that sounds so gross yeah i'd rather just chew tobacco yep all right last question <sighs> last question burt reynolds and dom DeLuise, who had developed a rapport after starring in several movies together insisted that they be left alone during recording sessions for this movie so that they could improvise off of one another better. This led to Reynolds and DeLuise being allowed to ad-lib extensively, and many on set remarked that their ad-libs were often better than the original script. Oh, all dogs go to heaven. Yeah. All right, last one. Last one. I'm ready. In Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, with all the time traveling and shenanigans they get into, it's easy to forget that Bill and Ted are just trying to finish a school history assignment. But it's not just a bad grade that's at stake. What happens to Ted if he fails this assignment and flunks history? He has to go to military school. Yeah. He's going to get sent away. Yeah. Do you know where? Uh, West Point. I don't know where that is. That's in California, right? No, I think it's close to here because I feel like that's the one that everybody around here got sent to. Oh, yeah. No, I don't know. It's in Alaska. Oh, yeah. It was somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible. But yeah, military school. 
Woohoo! Correct. All right, final score. Meat Wedge, 15. Bucket Snake, 11. That's pretty good. Nice. Did better than half. Yeah, we both did. Yeah. I got 11. And that's what matters. Good job, us. I was, I've was. i been half paying attention for three years. Top billing now. <laughs> my, I don't know. My questions like are hard, too. We so. always say Meat Wedge and Bucket Snake. We so do. You're already... I'm retaining top billing. <laughs> <laughs> but now I've earned it. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Okay, so now for our last section, if you've been paying attention to our Instagram, we asked some people, we asked you guys what you want to know about us, about making this podcast and just about us personally. So we have those questions here and we're going to answer them. Yeah, we are. And there's quite a few. So we'll try to move kind of quickly. Yeah. But I'm going to answer them. Yeah. Because you want to know? It's our podcast and this episode can be as long as I want. Exactly. Um, and also, thank you to everyone who sent in a question. Yeah, you guys are awesome. We appreciate you. Mm-hmm. All right, questions from the listeners. Here we go. Do you record multiple episodes in one sitting? Sometimes. Yeah, we try. We all, honestly usually intend to, mm-hmm. especially the shorter ones. But just, you know, we both have jobs. Yep. <laughs> so join the Patreon. Yeah, so that we can <laughs> just do this and then we will. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's always the intention. And sometimes we do. Yeah. yeah like the shorter ones. Mm-hmm. But uh it always takes longer than we think it's going to. Also. We just have a lot to say. It's true. There have been days, though, when we did Twister, mm-hmm. we also recorded Tall Tale. Yeah. Doing two day. movies in one day is a lot. Yeah. I was like, I'm never speaking again. Right. <laughs> it's like, that's it. Sign language for the rest of the day. <laughs> so the next question was, do you watch the movies in the cave or do you retreat to somewhere with fewer crickets? Yes. Yes. We retreat. <laughs> we run away. No, we watch the movies separately in our own homes not even at the same time just take notes about them and then come back and talk about them yep so we record the intro part of the episode and then we will record the movie part usually a week later Mm -hmm. sometimes two weeks later yeah so there's actually a good amount of space in there yeah exactly but with the magic of technology it feels instant you never know (laughs) one a cast ad break later we're back yep how do you pick the movies we really just have a big list mm-hmm. that we started. And then over the years, when we mentioned to a person that we have a podcast about kids' movies, people will be like, oh, you should do this movie. Yeah. It gets added to the list. Um, Meat Wedge is very good at organizing it. Thank you. And 
usually we go through and we try to do like try not to do too many like that are in the same decade too close Mm -hmm. together or like not too many animated ones in a row not you know we try we just try to mix it up yeah and sometimes there are special occurrences if it's one of our birthdays it's just like it's my sleepover and i'm picking the movie Mm -hmm. or if there is you know christmas we pick a christmas movie a halloween pick a halloween one we've been trying to we've been starting doing dog movies in august and calling it dogist because there are so many movies with dogs in them Mm -hmm. we picked a goofy movie because it was father's day yeah. Just, you know, so sometimes it'll relate to... And March Sadness. And March Sadness, of course. Yeah. <laughs> but then other times, yeah, it's just like, what are you feeling? You know, what's one that we want to watch or we yeah. haven't seen for forever? Or let's reach way back or we haven't done an animated one in a while. So yeah, there's we lots of different... Try to keep it spicy. Yeah, exactly. Are there any movies after 2000 that y'all want to do an episode on? I'm sure. Yes. I want to do School of Rock really oh, bad. Oh, yeah. Because my brothers and I probably watched that movie like twice a year yeah when i was in high school yeah absolutely no i would love to do school of rock with the bonus movies i'm a lot more loosey-goosey about yeah. it it's just i mean for one we needed a cutoff because yeah got we've done how many movies so far and there are still like over 200 on our list and it's like we could be here for the rest of our lives which i mean we intend to be but of course you know you got to cut it off at some point and that felt like a very good like 2000 felt like a very good point of like you know, we were in middle school and so we weren't watching as many kids movies at mm-hmm. that point. You know, we can go see PG-13 movies or whatever. Yeah. And also <laughs> Shrek came out in 2001. I'm never covering that movie. So that was the, that was I the don't cutoff. have to. The cutoff actually of should be, we should cut it off at 2001, but like the day before Shrek <laughs> came out. <laughs> yeah. That's what we should have done. Yeah. We'll do movies all the way up to July 3rd, 2001. <laughs> and then that's it. <laughs> Uh, how many Beanie Babies are currently in the cave? We counted them earlier. We counted there are 37 and a half, we're saying, because there's one teeny Beanie Baby in here. Yeah. So, so it's nice. Send us more. Yeah, we we have lots more space. Actually, Hot Toes showed me a Facebook Marketplace listing today for like 75 troll dolls. Oh, no. That and would be like, good, too. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, we're not limited to Beanie Babies. If you've got other 90s paraphernalia that's sitting around, shoot us a DM. We might take it. Yeah, we're we trying to decorate in here. So stick it on the wall so we don't have to look at the fucking crickets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. They're really riled up today, too. They keep touching my feet. They are. What was the hardest film to research? Huh. I don't know. I Some don't know of either. them just really don't have anything about them. Yeah. They're like, I feel like, um, yeah. Monkey Trouble? Yeah, not was a lot a hard of one. info. Um, it's the ones that are not as good. Yeah, that people just aren't nostalgic for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That they don't try and find this information. Yeah, I mean, getting even with dad, there wasn't a lot of information about it. But honestly, if if you're saying hardest, like hardest to find information for, yeah, those. But the one that was the most painful to research was yeah. Land Before Time. Yeah. Because we had to read about Judith Barcy's father killing her and her mom. That's true. That was terrible. Mm-hmm. And, you know, about her tombstone having. Yep, yep, yep. Yep. Oh, no. That's true. Although she did make one other movie after that. Yeah. But uh, I know I was actually, I was looking at it today to prepare for these trivia questions. And it was like, Judith Barcy said that was her favorite role. And it's like, well, she only had three. I know. So it's not hard to pick one. <gasps> anyway. anyway, that one was, that yeah, one's the hardest. The most emotional for sure. Yeah. yeah absolutely. That one. Uh, what movie did you research the hardest? Uh, Brave, Brave Little, Little Toaster. Toaster. <laughs> I just went off on that Bucket one. Bucket Snake disappeared. I did. 
I've like bought all that guy's books. Came out of a fugue state. <laughs> I know everything about Brave Little Tester. Ask me anything. <laughs> I know too much. You know too, you know too much. <laughs> Uh, hey, Meatwedge. Hey. Was recording ever interrupted by pets or neighbor? What? Plural. I yeah. Mean, singular. Singular neighbor. <laughs> yeah. Um. In the in the early years when I still had a roommate, sometimes they would forget and let the dogs out. Yeah. But that's brief. You know, you just quit text. Hey, we're out here. Bring the dogs back in. But uh, if y'all have been around since the beginning, you might remember that my crazy fucking neighbor had all kinds of shit going on. He had a piano outside for a little while that he would just let the neighborhood kids come bang on at any time. Uh-huh. Or he was building things. He was building a lot of things a lot of the time. Yeah. He building them, ass, taking them down, moving them around. A whole ass bathtub out there that he would yep, use as like a little in. pool. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I wish y'all could have seen the shit that he built. Yeah. I didn't take enough pictures because I was worried that he could see me taking pictures. Yeah. But he built some structures. I mean, sometimes a three-story structure at one point. I just out completely of like, out of doors. Yeah, just door, the old doors. Mm-hmm. And it just into the sky yep. of this suburban neighborhood that we're in. Yep. <laughs> yes. And then other times, never captured by the equipment, but there were times when he would get into the fights, where he would get into fights with the police, be yeah. sitting out in his front yard screaming at them. It was a whole thing. He has since moved. He's been gone for about a year. Yeah, it's so nice and Which quiet. is nice. I have very sweet neighbors now. Mm-hmm. Love that, them. The house looks so clean. It looks so clean. So nice. <laughs> no doors in the backyard. It's incredible. <laughs> there um, used to be a door on the house, like on the second floor that went to nowhere. Yes. So actually on both. So it's a Cape Cod style house. So it has on the sides of the house, you know, an upstairs window. And he had replaced both of those windows with doors, but no kind of way of getting down. Just a door. In the side of the house on the second story yeah. of the garage. Those are windows again. It's amazing. It's so nice. It looks like a normal ass house. Yeah. But yeah, so several times <laughs> was it interrupted. Yeah. Would you ever consider doing more made for TV movies? Absolutely. There are some that are on the list. Brink is one of my favorite movies of all time. Yes. Not just made for TV. I mean, truly just up there on the list of movies that I wore out as a child. Mm-hmm. Love that movie. So, yeah, we've got a couple others. Yeah, and we've done a few. Like Halloween Town Mm -hmm. was made for TV. Can't remember what else, but. Yeah. 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 I mean, if you have a favorite that you're like, hey, is this on your list? Absolutely feel free to check with us because, yeah, you know, we forget. We forget movies. And we want to definitely cover the movies that you guys want to hear about for sure. You might regret it if we're like, that was dog shit, but that's the risk that you run. (laughs) So I think we actually covered this on the Brave Little Toaster episode, but it was quite a long time ago. What household appliance would you be in the Brave Little Toaster world? You know, sometimes I wake up and I feel brave like a toaster. Yeah. But then sometimes I wake up and I feel soft like a blankie. Yeah. So it kind of depends on the day. That's true. So you're saying of the five that are in. Yeah. Okay. But just any household appliance. Yeah. Because I was obviously going to go with stand mixer. Oh, yeah. You would be a stand mixer. I would. But of of those five. I'd probably be a. Hair straightener. Yeah. <laughs> Curling iron. Yeah. Blow dryer or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh, a blow dryer. I'd be a blow dryer. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yep. Just blowing my hot air all over everybody. Yep. 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 <gasps> Full of hot air. <sighs> That's the sound I would make. <laughs> What's wrong with this hair dryer? I know, but it gives me the best blowout I have ever had. You just have to. <laughs> you just have to tune it out. I don't know. It's just part of it. What is your favorite episode from the podcast? Ever? Yeah, that's a hard one. I think the one that I had 
the one that I can remember having the most fun going back and listening to is James and the Giant Peach. Mm. It, I was just cracking up yeah. myself in the grocery store. <laughs> but also, uh, it, unfortunately, The Stupids is a really fun episode yeah. because we were suffering so much. I do think that the ones where we had a terrible time yeah. were really funny. Mm-hmm. Like, I have good memories of getting even with dad. Yes. <laughs> Captain yeah. Vitamin was my father. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, I guess it's not that surprising, but the ones where the movies are the worst were the most fun to record. Yeah. They were the worst to watch. Yeah. But then to record and just come out here and commiserate with mm. you is just like, and yeah, it's, I, I'm almost like reverse psychology into being like, I love getting even with dad. Not because the movie was right, good, but yeah. because we had so much fun we've, talking about we've it. We've created new memories. Exactly. And tearing it, it apart. So. I will say, I think one of the first episodes that I remember us getting like a lot of positive feedback on mm-hmm. was Space Jam. Yes. So that's probably one of the better ones just according to. Yeah. According to y'all. Audience score. Mm-hmm. And I think James and the Giant Peach too. People were yeah. like, that one was really good. Yeah. But yeah. Space Jam was a lot of. A lot of positive feedback. Yeah. And it's Usually, a good one. You know, like our friends will reach out, but I feel like extra people reached out and were like, this one was really good. Yeah. If you could have any fictional character from the movies you've covered be a guest, who would it be? Ah, shit. I know. It's such a good question. Um, Who do I want to hang out with and talk to? Long John Silver. Yeah. That's honestly what I was thinking, too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's my first. Or honestly, any Muppet. Yeah, yeah. Any of the Muppets yeah. could oh. come hang out. Absolutely. No, f- Juice. Oh, yeah. I want Juice to come be on every episode and <laughs> just, be like... But as Juice, not, yeah, yeah, yeah. not Tone Loke. No, no, no. <laughs> just him being like, does not know what's happening. Wearing the brightest ass shirt um, I've ever seen. There's a kid. Yeah. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Y'all tell me <laughs> that this man stole a bunch of coins. <laughs> and now they're just going to divide them up random. <laughs> It's juice. I want juice yes. here. Okay. Yeah, I agree. If anybody knows Tone Loke, let him know. Yep. Is he still alive? I know he wasn't wasn't doing too hot. He collapsed on stage recently, oh, no. so hopefully he's feeling okay. Oh, We're thinking buddy. about you, Tone Loke. We we always think about you, man. <laughs> well, Anytime I see a little old bitty boy. Quite, quite a bit. <laughs> what was the very first movie you remember watching? Um hmm. I have strong memories of watching The Jungle Book when mm. I was small i don't know exactly how old i was but when i was hmm i don't know lil i'm not sure exactly when it happened i shut my own finger in a car door and i had to go to the hospital i still have a scar and i didn't break it they were like maybe it might be fractured at the very end but it's not broken you know we're just gonna wrap it up she'll be fine and you're still a baby yeah you're gonna grow yeah you'll heal but so i have very vivid memories of watching jungle book and trying to pick up popcorn and my finger being like wrapped up and not being able to do it because it was like this big old fat bandage around my finger so i remember that yeah that's so sad right i remember my mom telling me stories about watching land before time but i don't actually remember watching it yeah about how you hid behind the couch and then you were like again and sobbed yeah (laughs) she was just like nope never ever um i'm gonna say jungle book i don't remember the very first movie, but I do remember the very first time I went to the movie theater. Yeah. I saw Aladdin. Okay. Yeah. My stepdad took me and I just remember being like, wow, the movie. 
Yeah. Because it was still when there were like neon lights outside, you mm-hmm. know, like, I mean, I guess there still are. But when you're that little, you're like, wow. Yeah. The big city. It's an event. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what the very first movie I ever watched was. Though. Right. That's the that's the first memory I have of, yeah. of watching a movie. Nice. Have you ever thought about doing other podcasts? All the I know, time. I know you have. Yeah. You and Hot Toes. Yes. Yeah. We've, do. Hopefully, I mean, I would love to start a whole ass network. I've got a couple yeah. ideas. Yeah. I would love to start. We have a name for the network and everything. So we've got yeah. we've got some plans. It's really just finding the time to do it. Mm. But yeah. Yeah. Join the Patreon. Join the Patreon <laughs> again so we can quit our jobs and just do this all the time. Because. Yes. Yeah. A couple other. I would love to do other podcasts. Yeah. I. I don't know what I would talk about, but yeah, I would love to be it. I think I want to be an eternal guest on podcasts. Yes. Yeah. That would be fun, too. We've said before when we started this podcast, we were like, what do we want to talk about? You know, Mm -hmm. because we both really like true crime podcasts, but we were like, that market is really saturated. Mm hmm. Whatever. And we didn't want to do the research for that. You know, listening right. to it for like two hours and being like, okay, shut it down or you can stop anytime. That's mm-hmm. fine. But really having to read the books, read the article. I mean, that's too much. And it's in your brain for so long. Right. And now that we know, because from doing just kids movies, this mm-hmm. shit is in my brain for too long. Yes. And like if I had to like research. Yeah. Crime, no. Ugh. It's too much. Right. So I don't know what other kind of podcast I would want to do, but I think I could definitely guest on things where I don't have to like put too much heavy shit in my brain yeah yeah absolutely yeah hot toes and i would like to start an advice podcast mm-hmm. so if that's something that you guys are interested in let us know i think that would be a lot of fun yeah i think y'all should do it because y'all both always know what's best for everyone absolutely and we're not <laughs> afraid to tell you especially if you ask us but yes have we thought about doing other podcasts absolutely so it's up to you guys <laughs> <laughs> Uh, has there ever been a recording that one of you was laughing so hard you had to stop and cut that part out? Yeah. All, all the time. Yeah. And sometimes I save the parts that I cut out because they're so funny. Mm-hmm. I have little snippets saved of just us laughing. Yeah. For too long. Right. Yeah. It gets to a point where you're like, I'm crying. I can't. <laughs> I need a minute. You just get loopy at a certain point, too. Yes. that Yeah, that's very true. But yeah, it happens all the time. I and mean, when we cut it out, because like, you, you guys don't need to hear all that. But you we're having to listen to us like cackle for three right. minutes. <laughs> but yeah, we're having a great time in here. And then we like look at each other and then it just starts all over. Yeah. We have to don't look. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Stop looking at me. Uh, who's your favorite critic and why? We really don't. I mean, Roger Ebert is the one that we consult every time. Yeah. Unless it's a really old movie and then it's like, who who else is there? You know, we go and look. Occasionally we'll hear from Janet Maslin and see what she has to say. Yeah. But I mean, I think that Roger Ebert is the pinnacle for everybody of mm-hmm. like, that's who you think of when you think of a movie critic. So is he our favorite? No. Yeah, I've, the question after this is, do critics ever get on your nerves? Absolutely. And Roger Ebert is probably. <laughs> he is also that he's yeah. the one that we go to. But also we're like, what? why do we listen to you? You don't know what you're talking about. You think Baby's Day Out is scary. I thought Baby's Day Out was scary. And Tall Tale was better than Twister. I don't trust you. Yeah. <laughs> but he is like, I feel like a good measure of also what the public is going to feel. Mm-hmm. He is a good person to look to. Yeah. He's usually right about how well it does. Not That's always. True. Sometimes mm-hmm. he'll be like, I think about Space Jam. He was like, well, this won't last right it'll be forgotten in two days right (laughs) 
Yeah. And it's fun to see, too. Sometimes he'll say, well, the movie is about this and this happens and this happens. And you're like, no, that's not what happened. Right. He just gets he, it wrong. Yeah. Were you paying attention? Don't they give you a I guess he just goes to the theater and writes stuff down. I don't know. Or he doesn't. And then he's like, or he yeah, doesn't. yeah. Seems movie. like you would want to watch it two or three times before you yeah, tell or, everybody how they should feel about it. I don't know. But he is the best and the worst. Yep. Uh, simultaneously. Yeah. And oftentimes the only. Yeah. But critics do get on my nerves because sometimes they really overthink shit. Yes. You're like, this is just a kid's movie, y'all. Yeah. I mean, again, like we talked about with Tall Tale where they were like, well, kids only care about the Power Rangers and the Ninja Turtles, so they're not going to like this. And it's like, why are you selling children so short? They yeah. have the capacity to like lots of things. Yeah. And kids are some kids like the Power Rangers and some kids don't like the Power Rangers. Yeah. And so they might be into this as well. You're not special because <laughs> you like Calamity Jane, you know. What's the weirdest Disney conspiracy you've ever heard slash believe? I don't know that I know any. I don't either. But um, I know a lot of dumb shit about Disney. Yeah, I've heard that he... Don't they say that his bones are in Disneyland somewhere? Or that oh. his ghost haunts Disneyland or something? I really don't know. I don't know a lot of Disney conspiracy theories. That would be funny because I have heard that they don't let people die on Disney property. Yes, like no one they, has ever died there. They can't be like declared dead. They have to be taken off property. Right. And I wonder if his bones are there. If he's like, no, just me. He's still alive. He to be dead here. <laughs> He's like, I didn't die here. They just no. brought my bones back. Right. And no one else. Nobody I don't else. want any other ghosts here. Yeah. They also have, <laughs> I mean, this is not a conspiracy theory. It's just a fact. They have a huge issue with people scattering their ashes on the Haunted Mansion ride. Oh, yeah. And so they check you, you know, pretty thoroughly to be like, don't bring, you can't bring things on the Haunted Mansion ride because people scatter their ashes there all the time, That's which so is like. weird. I don't have the, <laughs> you the, get like, the visceral reaction to like ashes that some people do. Yeah. But it's just like, man, don't. You get on the ride, you're like, why is it so dusty? Well, it's meant to be dusty <laughs> because it is a haunted mansion. And so I think that's why people are like, you're not going to oh, notice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's why it's that one specifically. But don't be leaving human remains Yeah, right. as cremated as they are. <laughs> um, It's not a conspiracy, but... I think one of my favorite things to tell people about Disney is about how they kept buying every studio that they were trying to use when making Fern Gully. Yeah. Because Disney was like, didn't want Robin Williams to be in Fern Gully as a Right, trying to punish everybody. With Aladdin. Yeah, don't do that. That's rude. You're, yeah, anyway. I know. And then they, you know, bought Robin Williams a Picasso. and <laughs> Yeah, he said, I don't want this. Take oh. it back. Yup. How has the new format helped you guys creatively? Um, I do think we were starting to get a little bogged down with the old format because it just because we were having to do so much per week. Mm -hmm. I feel like we did get to the point where we were just reading the the movie, like the plot of the movie without really being able to like inject a lot of ourselves into it. Yeah. And the new format gives us a lot more room mm -hmm. to just talk. Yeah. Instead of feeling like, oh, we got to get through this because it's going to take a long time right we have yeah. to record another movie today right. so yeah. that we can get it done yeah absolutely and especially trying to come up with a theme every week that is something that we are interested in and want to talk about but that pertains to the movie that we've seen especially if it's a movie that we don't know anything about yeah that's just trying fun. to guess something that we hope is going to be mm -hmm. interesting but also related yeah has been a lot of fun and this is, doesn't relate to creativity but i just thought of this the other day when we covered monkey trouble the theme was exotic pets mm -hmm. like pet monkeys 
And that was how I found out about the Primate Rescue Center yeah. here. And that was where Hot Toes did her, like, yeah. capstone project for her master's. Right. So, so it like, has helped us personally as well. <laughs> is making a difference in the world. It is. One <laughs> hot toe at a time. <laughs> What's your favorite Jim Henson movie? And do you have a favorite specific character? My favorite Jim Henson movie probably Muppet Treasure Island I'm gonna have to go Dark Crystal yeah Yeah. I'm not surprised it's so good but I think one of the first character that popped into I mean the you can't really beat the Muppets no yeah so if we separate the Muppets I think one of my favorite characters even though Labyrinth wasn't that good yeah but the little fox I don't even remember his name Mm -hmm, the little fox who rides the dog Ambrosius I love him so much he's Mm -hmm. just so cute and so brave, but also like he's just on his little fox, his little dog. I was actually, so I think him just talking about that the other day about Labyrinth and how the movie itself isn't good, but the Jim Henson contribution yes. is so good, and yeah. all those characters are great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Dark Crystal, and uh, my favorite character is their little dog, the little creature that's not a dog. Oh yeah, he's just a poof, and he just barks. What is his name? Fizzgig. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I love him. Yes. He's my favorite. He's mostly mouth and teeth. I know. So cute. Yeah. I fucking love that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Did I say that already? I love that movie. Yeah. It's a good one. <laughs> All right. This is the a really hard question. Are you ready? <laughs> How hot is Tim Curry? <laughs> okay. Not to be insensitive, but do you mean now? Oh. Or he's an old man now. I mean, I you know, and like, I still love him and he's still incredible but he's very old he's had a stroke yeah and you know but we respect we look respectively absolutely respectably respectfully there we go we look respectfully now yep but we, we respect uh, him earlier tim curry so hot <laughs> <laughs> and i mean i know he's not he's not everybody's cup of tea yeah. he's definitely unconventionally attractive but like tim curry in muppet treasure island with mm-hmm. the beard and mm-hmm. like the whole pirate get up super hot mm-hmm. If you look at really early Tim Curry stuff, oh my God, like truly drop dead gorgeous. Like even before Rocky Horror Picture Show and like before then, like so beautiful and the most beautiful curls and that big old smile. He does have great curls. Super hot. Yep. Um, I'm going to not not as hot as my fiance. (laughs) (laughs) Who is the one who asked this question? Yes, same. I don't know if he was trying to put me in a trap or not. (laughs) Not as hot as you, babe. Pretty damn hot. (laughs) No, he would never. But yeah, I don't know. How do you? What are your thoughts? Uh, yes, <laughs> I do. I I don't think. Okay, I think that the actor, the parts that he plays, his attitude mm-hmm. is in the like swagger that he brings to it is what yes. makes him hot. Yeah, I don't think if you just showed me a picture of Tim Curry, I would not be like, okay, right. Yeah, it definitely is. Like if you ran into him at Costco, you'd be like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yes, because of the because yeah. of who he is. His swagger in Muppet Treasure Island is unmatched. Absolutely. Yeah. And this feeling of almost danger. Can I trust you? Can I not? Yeah. Yeah. Sexy. <laughs> mm, sexy. <laughs> yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Last question from Business Goose. Who would win in a fight? Merlin from The Sword in the Stone or the genie from Aladdin? Uh, Merlin. Yeah. Because the genie can't do anything. Unless it's at the end when he's free. Yeah. But he can only do what he's told, sadly. 
That's true. He does have those restrictions. What if somebody said, I wish you'd kick that guy's ass? Hmm. <laughs> does he automatically win because he has to fulfill this wish? Because he has to, yeah. Yeah. I think just in a pure magic battle, mm-hmm. it is, that is hard because they both have the ability to shapeshift. Yeah. Uh, I think the genie's uh, who gives a shit attitude would help him yeah <laughs> doesn't take things so seriously yeah merlin's very crumpy he's gonna he is, stick to the rules but he does stick to the rules but he is also very creative yes in how he does things that is true too like the way he made madame mim sick that's true because he was fighting mim and she was breaking the rules breaking the rules yeah. too and he still managed to get the best of her so i don't hmm. know it would be a good fight yeah is it I mean, I assume we're talking about a magic fight and not a fist fight because that's Jeannie hands down. <laughs> Merlin yeah. is a tiny little old stick man. <laughs> Get his ass beat. Poor Merlin. That's a hard one, but hmm. Hmm. I truly don't know. I don't either. Guess we'll have to find out. I'll have to find out. I'll call Who do Merlin. we ask? Okay. You call the genie. Okay. <laughs> Neither of those people are still alive, unfortunately. Nope. Next question is, what is your favorite thing about working together? Nothing. Oh. No, Who says we're having a good time? <laughs> I mean, pff, working together. Yeah. Like that's, yeah. Uh, you're my best friend uh, and you have been for a long time. I know. I'm sorry. But so it's just getting to hang out with you. Yeah. I on know. a weekly basis and tell jokes and. And be funny about be it. Be funny and. And yeah. Yeah. We've, we've always been like this. Yeah. Um, We work really well together. I'm sure everybody has that person in their life, too, that like when you're with them, you feel like you're funnier. Yeah. And we do that for each other. Absolutely. Um, And. We have always been that way around other people and we're like, sorry, we're so annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we just bottled it into this pod cave and made everyone listen to it. Yeah. I mean, it truly is like nobody put us together. We were like, we should make a podcast because we're funny. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like and we, we enjoy telling jokes and, you know, being goofy and and we making each other laugh. So never get on each other's nerves. Uh-uh. I mean, you're the one person that I that. We would always travel together before we had our fiancés. Right. You know, you're the only person I would ever travel with because we never... Yeah, <laughs> never we can be in a car another. for yeah. 18 hours and right. that's not hyperbole. We literally have been uh-huh. drove back from Austin in one day. That's one of my favorite memories, too, because to keep yourself awake, <laughs> <laughs> you are listening to Disney soundtrack songs yeah. and singing at the top of your lungs to stay awake and then once your voice went out you were like okay your turn to you drive. gotta drive now <laughs> or we'll die this is the end yeah we should make <laughs> we should make a road trip pr- playlist oh my god that people <laughs> can listen to disney songs all the songs from Willy wonka veggie tales alanis morissette <laughs> and bare naked, naked ladies <laughs> <laughs> this is what it feels like to be in a car <laughs> feet wedge and bucket snake it's fun yeah we're fun yeah and that's what we're doing here that's the best part we're having fun yep 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 what has been the most challenging aspect of the podcast um for me it's just been trying to get everything done yeah in a timely manner because i want i want things to be done well and that takes time and i don't always feel like i have enough time Mm -hmm. to do it well and i don't want to just throw it out there Mm -hmm. because we are good we are funny and our episodes do deserve time to be put into them but sometimes you don't got the time. Exactly. Yeah. Same answer, really. Just finding the time to commit to it. And yeah, wanting to put out a good product and just being like, if I didn't have to sleep, <laughs> you know, I could do or if I didn't have to go to work. Right. 
but join the patreon <laughs> <laughs> this episode sponsored by our fucking patreon please go join it i mean truly because we had a little business meeting yesterday to get uh, ready for this episode yep <laughs> paid for by the patreon yep <laughs> uh where do you see yourself in three more years celebrating the three-year anniversary you asked me this question <laughs> thank you i had to i know you would have been so mad if i didn't uh, yeah i mean hopefully doing this but mm-hmm. uh recording our six-year anniversary recording episode. the six-year anniversary while we in, hold our babies yep in between baby naps is what i was gonna say <laughs> absolutely you know i mean we both like our jobs but if we could truly if we could do this as our job if this could supplement our income that would be amazing that would be so tight so think of how many beanie babies we could buy all of them <laughs> everyone it would be like we had to take the chairs out we sit on beanie babies oh, now we can make a beanie bag chair <gasps> yeah just sew them all together <laughs> see yeah hopefully that i mean in a bigger house with babies but yeah. as far as the podcast goes right here doing this well hopefully if you move we move the pod cave too we don't yeah, have to, yeah like, we don't have to come back, back in, in to the, yeah be like to whoever so, look, sorry just a couple hours we'll just be down there for <laughs> Look, we built the walls. We get to use the space. Right. Um, what's your favorite movie you've ever covered? Oof. Ever? That's hard. I mean, I don't even remember half the movies that we've done. I know. So. Off the top of my head, I think, I want to say Dark Crystal because it surprised me so much. Yeah. Just like not favorite episode of covering it, but just like, I really liked that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, A Little Princess. Yes. I loved covering that movie. Yes. And... The one that surprised me and I really enjoyed covering was Beethoven. Oh. It was just way better than I expected it to be. And there were just like really, the humor was really good. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, like you were saying earlier, it's like, I'm sure I have said on episodes, this Mm. was one of my favorite, but now I'm like, I don't know. The Sandlot (laughs) was a lot of fun. I mean, I really enjoy that movie and just watching it. I mean, we've covered Fast and the Furious. We've covered... Lost Boys. Yes. Those are some oh, of your favorites. Yeah, probably. Maybe Lost Boys. Yeah, we've covered Willy Wonka. Twister, too, was one of those that was like, I knew I was going to like it, but I didn't know how much I was going to like it. Or yeah. it was just like, I want to watch this again right now. Yeah. Like immediately and just be in it rather than you having know, to take notes, notes or whatever. Yeah. So that was a really good one. Yeah, there have been a lot of good ones. If you could have a drink with any actor, who would it be and why? Um, any actor ever alive or dead, I would pick Robin Williams. Yeah. But, or Chris Farley. Oh, but yeah. probably Robin Williams just because of all of his movies that we've covered. Mm-hmm. I just feel like I'd have more to talk about. Mm-hmm. If it was Chris Farley, I'd just be like, are you okay? Are you okay? Do you want to <laughs> hang out? We don't have to do anything. You don't yeah. have to talk. Yeah. You don't have to tell a single joke. Yeah. That would be a good one. Uh, any actor ever? Anne Hathaway? And then I'd be like, what are you doing later <laughs> after this? I would hang out with Michael Keaton, too. Yeah. I bet you he's yeah. fun. Yeah. Just hang out with him. I would wave at Jim Carrey. Because <laughs> I feel like he would be so annoying in real life. Yeah. But I don't, I, he can. I, I bet you him. he could chill out. Yeah. I love him in movies. If you met him at a bar for like an hour and then you left. Same thing with Jack Black. I would absolutely sure. love yeah. to go meet them at a neutral location yeah, yeah. and not have to feel like I'm being rude because I'm like, I'm leaving. I'm you. I'm so tired. <laughs> Um, yeah either of them i would hang out i would i'd get a drink with them yeah for sure we haven't had a movie where jack black was in it no school of rock yeah but That's i just want to cover like, it he's such a big part of our humor but yeah he wasn't he wasn't in kids movies being in things yeah, yeah. 
That's true. Well, and I, I, he looks so old now, but like he's in an episode of the X-Files and he's like a baby. So, yeah, I mean, he, he really isn't that much older no. than we are, I don't think. No, we just we also look old. <laughs> I just don't have a beard, so you can't tell right. I don't have any gray hairs in my beard. Right. That, that'll really age you. That'll do it. How old is Jack Black? I need to know. 54. Yeah? I'm guessing. He's 54. Oh, shit. <laughs> you nailed it. Okay, so he's he's older than, than I thought. That's so funny. I wonder how I knew that. That is funny. That reminds me of the time I had a dream that I saw a newspaper headline that said Tom Waits dead at 69. Oh. And then I woke up and I looked it up. I was like, oh, no. No. And he had not died, but he was 69. Interesting. At the time. Yeah. He's weird. fine. If you started writing a book tomorrow, what would it be about? Oh, tomorrow? <laughs> How I don't have time to write a book. Um, gosh, I don't know. What do you think? What would you write about? Like a nonfiction fiction? Just as a book. Oh, yeah, I really don't know. Um, if someone was like, "You have to write a book right now," I'd probably write something nonfiction. Yeah, just because I feel like it would be easier. Really? Than creating a whole world? Yeah. Yeah, but if you're creating a whole world, then nobody could be like, "Uh, that's not correct." <laughs> <laughs> that's no one will, you could be like, "It's my world." Yeah. Okay, so let's say a fiction and a nonfiction. If you had to, oh god, pick. Well, if I wrote a fiction book, I would probably write a horror book. Yeah, just because that's what I'm interested in. Yeah. Um, and I think it would be fun. Mm-hmm. If I wrote a nonfiction book, hmm, I don't know. I'd probably write something about something that I'm passionate about. Maybe something about the history of hair or how like. I mean, I've really been wanting to write even just a zine about hair care, like yeah. just basic hair care. It would be fun to research, to learn about like the beginnings of that because we didn't really learn that in school. That's true. We learned about hair styling, but not about like hair care, like the beginning of mm-hmm. it and like how different cultures did it and like the sociology behind it yeah. because there are things about the way that we style our hair that are signals to one another, like as a human. Mm-hmm. That we don't think about. Yeah. But they just are. Yeah. A very basic example is like bangs make you look more feminine. Mm-hmm. Like our brains just code that as yeah. feminine. Yeah. And like certain hairstyles that make you look, I don't know, like, I don't know, like how hair can. Yeah. I mean, younger or older yeah. or more professional, which is, you know, right. a sliding Fake. metric. But right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A made up construct. But. But it still influences people yeah. regardless. Yeah, absolutely. That'd be interesting. Yeah, that that would be something I could probably go on about for a while. Yeah. And through the years, too, how it's changed what mm-hmm. it used to be, what, it, you know, things yeah. that are not considered. Yeah. what What's considered, you know, normal? What's considered rebellious? Yeah. All the things in history that have probably been erased about cool hairstyles. Yeah. <laughs> and even not so long ago, I, anytime I see clips from Seinfeld mm. and you just see Jerry Seinfeld's hair. Mm-hmm. And the way it used to be, not necessarily a mullet, but yeah. that '90s hairstyle of like the it's not a, a mullet. just a two inch poof around your head in every direction. It's yeah, it's not a mullet, but it's like even late '80s mm-hmm. is like your the hair on your neckline is just a little too long, mm-hmm. and that was considered the professional look. Like right, if you think about American Psycho, yeah, like that was the height of like '80s like corporate America and everyone's hair. Like if they had that haircut now, people would not consider that a professional look right and not even professional but just the norm you yeah know, where it's just like this is not he's not making a statement with this haircut no. this is the haircut that a lot of dudes have yeah it's like long yeah they have long hair yeah yeah so yeah stuff like that very interesting yeah anyway, uh what would you write about i think if i wrote a nonfiction book it would something it would be something about child care although i do worry about 
influencing children improperly. Yeah. But mostly just because I have a really good title for it, Hmm. which is When Do Single Moms Poop? (laughs) Because that is the hardest thing about watching children when you're the only one where you're like, I just need five minutes Mm -hmm. to go to the bathroom and I need you to not break something or hurt yourself or (laughs) like, what do I do with you? Uh I think a lot of single moms just let them hang out in the bathroom with them. Yeah, I but I but they're not my children, I know. and so I don't want them in there with yes. me. <laughs> but but I, I've gotten to a point where mom, I'm just like, yeah, what do you do? Yeah. And then if it was a fiction book, actually, Ghostbutt and I, mm-hmm. back when we used to work together, started working on this whole. We created this whole world. Oh yeah, that was like a post-apocalyptic water scenario. Yeah, I remember this. Yeah, because when we talked about. And this is one of those things like I could talk about it forever. So I'm not going to do it now because this episode will be four hours long. But, (laughs) you know, we were talking about there's really only one. There's really only water world as far as like post-apocalyptic universes that are water based. Everything else dry, dusty. Water is a thing that people fight over. Yeah, I think because we assume that that will be what we use up. And that's why there will be an apocalypse. Yeah. (laughs) Because we fucked up. Exactly. And I mean, I do love water world, but it's got its flaws. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I've heard it's very bad. You've never seen it? No. We will definitely cover it on this podcast as a bonus episode, yeah. like for sure. But it's good. I mean, one of my biggest gripes with it is everybody is dirty all the time. Right. It's like, like, there's water right there. Yeah, take a bath. What? Take a water bath. Exactly. But so we just started exploring <laughs> that universe and built a whole world around it. And so I would just, yeah. I would write about that and That's what's cool. going on there. Yeah. So it's fun. fun. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe we should start a book writing podcast sure (laughs) um what is on your nightstand right now god so much so much it's one of those surfaces in my house that i'm like where did all of this stuff come from (laughs) why do i keep setting it why does it yeah because why did i carry this into there's nail polish uh there's a there's a uh, piggy bank slash alarm clock that i have had since i was very small cute and i love it so much it is a pig in a bathtub oh and he used to have a little faucet and it looked like he had one. I don't know. It's a big bubble bath. The bathtub is pink and the pig is also pink and he's wearing like a little green shower cap. <laughs> and it used to, uh, when it went off, it would have like this little pig oinking and he would say, wake up, it's morning. Wake up, it's morning. And Aww. then when you turned it off, he would say, have a good day. Oh, It's really cute. It doesn't work anymore, but I love looking at him. So he that's, that's on my nightstand. Cute. There's books that I'm not reading. Mm-hmm. my Same. switch is there uh there's the book that i mean business goose and business goose and i are reading fellowship of the ring we're yeah. getting yeah. through it so that's there uh just a lot of stuff mm-hmm. it's probably a bottle of mod podge right now because i was making postcards <laughs> in bed the other day cute i love to do things in bed even though it's inconvenient yeah it's just i'm cozy and also i can see the tv and i can see my snake it's just my favorite place <laughs> to hang out and do stuff and also i really i don't have a desk yeah. So when I work at the coffee table, I end up completely bent in half, hunched over. Yeah. Like a crazy person. Yeah. Like sometimes I realize, like, I am, my boobs are touching my knees. I am so <laughs> bent over. And I'm like, sit up straight. So when I'm in bed, I, I, I you can weirdly sit up better. have better posture yeah. Yeah, than when I do stuff at the coffee table. Yeah. So nice. there's all kinds of stuff over there. What about you? Well, I don't like to do stuff in bed because then if I spend too much time in bed, I won't fall asleep. Yeah. It's, I mean, it is like, psychologists will tell you don't do anything in your bed but sleep yeah because I, then i just can't yeah i won't sleep yeah um but i think i just have like 
phone charger and probably a couple empty cans of seltzer and I got a lamp and my Fitbit Google Watch charger. Uh, I don't know. I don't have a lot on it. Yeah. Yeah. I have too much. This is a sign. I'm going to finish recording this and I'm going to go clean <laughs> off my nightstand because I guarantee you it's a mess. Um, Hot Toes is good at keeping our little bedroom nice and tidy yeah so it doesn't get too cluttered usually the mine has two shelves though so the bottom shelf mm-hmm. there are nine books yeah waiting to be read oh yeah that <laughs> mine has two shelves and a drawer there are things on the bottom shelf there's a big size piggy bank who's dressed like batman <laughs> on there yeah there's books there are things in the drawer sometimes i don't have enough room on my nightstand and i put stuff on business goose's nightstand uh-huh. not a neat person <laughs> that's okay you ain't gotta be i don't have to be it just it annoys me when i go to set something down and i'm like yeah it has no room <laughs> you got room take my ipad oh uh let's see what are you deeply grateful for right now oh man um all kinds of stuff you <laughs> this room all of our <laughs> listeners but also in my life just you know my fiance uh having a nice house that i like being in my family all kinds of stuff yeah Things yeah. are pretty cool. Yeah, same. Uh, you. Yeah. This room. Yep. This podcast. Yep. My I fiance. Love, I love this podcast. My fiance. <laughs> uh, <laughs> our house. I love our house. So cozy. Yeah. My 17 pets. Yeah. Love each and every one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also very grateful for my job. Yeah. And I I do think about that daily, even on the days when I'm like, oh, I'd rather stay at home. But I never, it, it's never because of my job. Right. I'm, I would just... Eh, I would yes. like to stay at home. I'd just today. rather be at home. But than I have almost curated anywhere. such good vibes at the salon. Yeah. That I love to be in there. Yeah. It's like the same size as this room. Yep. But it has 35 plants in it mm-hmm. and a fish. Yeah. <laughs> nice big window. Oh, yeah. We get sunlight in there, unlike in here. Um, but yeah, I got a pretty good life. Very grateful for a car that works. Yeah. A, be- a beautiful fiance. Yeah. Uh, my legs work. Yeah, yeah, body that works mostly. mostly. My eyeballs are my biggest complaint. Yeah, my ankle right now still hurts from where my dogs knocked me over. But. Yeah. But lots of things. Most things, really. Agreed. <laughs> what is your favorite song right now? I don't know, but I started listening to the new Olivia Rodrigo album, mm-hmm. and that's all I've listened to since mm-hmm. it came out. So. Yeah. I really like it. I like the song Vampire. It's yeah. really fun. Yeah. And also, I forget the name of the other one. Making the bed, I think. I really like that one. Um, I saw a meme today <laughs> that was like, if you're over 25, do not buy the Olivia Rodrigo tickets. Those are for us. You guys can go see Kelly Clarkson or Pink. Oh, my God. <laughs> I saw in that same vein, I saw one that was like, you might have sent it to me. Uh, maybe maybe Hot Toast posted it. But it was like, if you are excited about this NSYNC reunion tour, but your birthday does not start with a one. <laughs> Maybe leave the tickets to us. <laughs> that is fair. That is fair. Actually. Yeah. Okay. I mean, right. like, I'm not trying to gatekeep, but also, like, I'm trying to gatekeep. We've, you don't know how long. Have you seen that meme where someone was like, today a girl was talking about NSYNC, but she said NSYNC? No, you can't go. I'm sorry. You can't go. You don't get to go. Okay. I'm not trying to be, I'm not like, name three songs off their first album. I'm not, but like, that's pretty basic. Yeah. But you never know. But it's okay. It's just look, just you can come as long as I get to go. Yeah. As long as I'm there first. What's your favorite song right now? Hmm. One of my friends made 
a Billie Eilish playlist for another one of my friends. And I was like, yoink. <laughs> and I've been listening to that a lot because she is amazing. Yeah, I do love her too. She's just, uh, her voice is so good. Mm-hmm. So I've been listening to that a lot. I finally, it was a good like pff, 10 months or so where I was like, all I listen to is John Mayer. Finally got out of that. <laughs> he still creeps in. You fell into the John Mayer bog. I fell into the, yeah, absolutely. I was <laughs> the bog mired. Of eternal, the bog of eternal John Mayer. <laughs> the bog of eternal Mayer, truly. Um, but I mean, I still love him, but like, leave me alone. Yeah, fair. Yeah. So specific song, I don't know, but a lot of Billie Eilish recently. It's getting into fall, so might start listening to Hozier again. Nice. <laughs> he just put out a new album, but it's not as good. Yeah. Obviously, it'll take some time to grow on me. Sure. But it's not the same. It doesn't yeah. sound the same as his other stuff. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we'll see. But he's allowed to do whatever he wants. I made a really funny playlist for work of all of the things that I've been enjoying lately. And it's a lot of like random one-off songs by artists that I've just, you know, discovered. Yeah. But it's also like the whole Olivia Rodrigo album, but uh-huh. also like Meat Wave and Car Seat Headrest. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. it's like all over the place. No, I do that uh, every year, actually, where I'm like, these are, I have a song or a playlist for every year mm-hmm. where it's like, these are the songs either that came out or that I discovered or that I rediscovered. You yeah. know, I might even like, yeah, I've known this song, all, but I just started listening to it a bunch. Like I just remembered yeah. it. And it's fun to go back and look and just be like, what was going on in 2018, you know? Yeah, so. yeah. Audience, you may not know this, but uh, Meat Wedge is very good at playlists. Oh, thank you. Octo's is too. Yeah. She made a summer one that I was like, I'm saving all these songs. Nice. <laughs> I, thank you. I like to make them based on like goofy <laughs> I know. criteria. But I think Not necessarily fun. vibes. Some I feel like some people are really good at making playlists based on vibes. Right. And I would like to be more like that. Yeah. But I'm just like, nope. All of these songs have the word shake in them i truly have one called master shake that is just like it's got like shake it off and shake him off and you know so i like goofy concepts uh what are your three favorite podcasts to binge hmm sinisterhood Mm -hmm. last podcast on the left yeah i don't binge that though because i don't either i keep up up, so i just listen as soon as they come out yeah i mean if i fell behind though they would be so i'm just going yeah i don't really binge any of them True. There was a while there. I mean, I I just blasted through the last season of Tannis because yeah. it was done. Yeah. So I was like, okay, now I'm going to listen to it in its entirety. Um, recently, I started listening to one called Odd Trails, Ooh. which is two dudes just reading like spooky stories that they've yeah. curated from the internet, and that's fun. So that was a, that was a good one. Yeah, that's like scared to death. Mm-hmm. That's what they do. Yep. Yeah, I I probably binge listen to scared to death and time suck just because i've only found them in the last year yeah so once i'm caught up i'll like listen to those two because yep. time suck is like true crime or history or you know mm-hmm. he does like three hour long episodes about one thing yeah the most recent episode is about black holes and i haven't listened to it oh. yet because <laughs> i'm like oh i don't know if i want to l- listen to that yeah um oh the other one that i need to get back into that i was binging for quite some time and then i kind of fell off was off menu oh yeah with you, james acaster and that. ed now i've forgotten his name wow yeah it, it just got to a point where i was like i just need something else you know yeah, this is yeah. great but if i keep listening to it i'm gonna get sick of it so funny though so yeah. highly recommend that one if you like just laughing and talking about food <laughs> off menu is for sure the way to go i hate laughing well then don't listen to it <laughs> um and also yeah for me last podcast Always crime yep. junkie. Yep. 
Always. And case file. This one. Oh, yeah. And I like, like this one. I do binge listen to it because I have to edit it. Yep. <laughs> I know. Sometimes I just listen to this podcast. I recently made a, and I, I will post it so that you guys can have access to it if you're on Spotify, but I put all of our worst movies together oh, yeah. on one list. Anything I think that had like a 50% or below on Rotten Tomatoes went That's on a list so together. Yeah. So if you want to just listen to us lose our minds, <laughs> I've, I've collected all those together. So yeah. If you could pet any animal in the whole world with no negative repercussions, what would you pet? Polar bear. Nice. I just feel like they're so huggable. Yeah. Like they'll they rip look, your face right off. Yeah. They look soft. Yeah. And like, I mean, any big cat, oh, especially yeah. a lion with all that fur. I would love to or pet. A tiger. Yeah. So fuzzy. Giant cat. Yeah. Just lay on its tummy. <laughs> I mean, elephants, but I've pet elephants. As long as they're, you yeah. know, in a, yeah. in a good spot, they're fine with it. Yeah. Yeah. Big cats and polar bears. Yeah. I want to hang out with a giant snake. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I think that would be fun. That would be fun. Uh, I would, I still haven't pet a giraffe. I know a lot of people have fed giraffes and I haven't and I need to. You need to. And it's so close. It's so accessible. Yeah. You know, zoos very close to us. We'll let you do it. So I know. Gotta get you there. Cause yeah, you gotta do it. What's your favorite dinosaur? I have no idea. I think mine is Brontosaurus because it looks like a giraffe. (laughs) (laughs) Or Brachiosaurus. Is that the bigger one? A a Brontosaurus are not real. A brachiosaurus is yeah one? okay yeah. so brontosaurus is what they used to call it and then they realized like oh what we thought was a brontosaurus is actually parts of this dinosaur parts of this dinosaur uh, they've brachiosaurus gotten better yeah, yeah. brachiosaurus is real apatosaurus the argentinosaurus is the biggest one Ooh. i know a lot about dinosaurs because i work with a four-year-old yeah so i have learned a lot so Ankly- actually ankylosauruses are cool too yes ankylosaurus sure i always say it wrong too yeah. i always say ankylosaurus it looks Ankylosaurus, like but yeah. it's Ankylosaurus. Um, I do have an answer. Actually, it's the uh, now I f- can't remember what it's called, but the Compies in Jurassic mm. Park. It has a longer name, Compsignathus. Yeah, those yeah. are so tiny, and yeah. I love them. And then there's another one that the name that I forget. I'm forgetting it now, but it's some kind of raptor, but they're very very small, mm. and they were like little. They didn't fly, but they gl- glided. Oh, they glued. <laughs> <laughs> they. Glid. <laughs> <laughs> what is the past? I guess it's glided. Yeah, it's probably I've never glided. thought about it. But yeah, they were gliding dinosaurs, but they were very small. Yeah, so I love a tiny. I love a tiny creature. Yeah, and they had like feathers and stuff, so they're really cute. So cute. some kind of raptor. Hell yeah, micro raptor. That's what they're called, obviously, because they're little. So that's it. What is something that one of your grandparents did or said that you now do or say? Oh, that's cute. That's very cute. <sighs> I don't know. My grandma says. My grandma says, kiss my foot. <laughs> and also, well, how about them apples? Mm-hmm. Which I think both of those are very cute. Very cute. And my grandpa, not on the same side of the family, called everyone George, which I think is very funny. <laughs> just. Just. Hey, George. Irregardless. Just can't, can't. Instead of buddy. Yeah. He would say George, basically. Okay. Yeah. And I said, listen here, George. <laughs> about everything. And I love it. It's so cute. I love that. I wonder why that was the name that he chose. I don't know. Of all the names. Yeah. Um, But not a grandpa or a grandma. Um, But my middle school basketball coach was an old man. Yeah. And Somebody's grandpa. He was somebody's grandpa. Also, his name was Wayne King. Okay. Which sounds like Wayne King. Yep. Which is, <laughs> I didn't realize until I was older. But he's the one who told me that you don't learn anything from winning. Oh. And I always think of that because like. You learn the most when you make a mistake. Yeah. 
and you can get better from it. Yeah. So I try to remind myself of that every day. That's a very nice thought. Yeah. I like that. Uh, my great grandma, which we have talked about here on the podcast, actually, in our James and the Giant Peach episode, mm. used to say, do you like peaches? Take a bite out of my ass. It's a real peach. <laughs> I love that. So that one has persisted in our family for generations. Uh-huh. We don't usually say the second half unless we are coming across <laughs> someone who is unaffiliated. We just right. say, do you like peaches? And yeah. then we all know what we mean. Mm-hmm. And we have a little chuckle. We move on. <laughs> so that has definitely persisted. Also, she was really good at giving what my mother calls the look, which is when you can just shut somebody down with just with your eyeballs, mm, mm-hmm. which my grandmother is too nice and my mom just not super good at it. But me yeah. and granny just like just mm-mm. I think we both it's just the resting bitch face. It's just we're just starting on a foundation of like. Even though yeah. we're not cranky, it's just the foundation looks cranky. Right. Yeah. So it doesn't take very much to just be like. Like you have to put in effort to look like you want to hear what a person has to say. Right. So you just turn that off, right. that effort, and then your baseline is just like, mm-mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's very useful for if somebody is just doing and you can just like. I can't do it. I point my face at someone and they're like, did I ever tell you about when I was five? <laughs> right. <laughs> Please let me tell you all of my problems. Yeah. Uh, being at the mall. Those dudes at the kiosk in the middle. Hey, oh. ma'am, do you want to? And then you just look at them and they're like, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> Very helpful for that. <laughs> I just look like this Yeah, in those uh, situations. And right. people are like, they don't want to spend money. Like, you right. <laughs> they don't have it. My shirt probably it's, got holes in the armpit. It does. It does. <laughs> see that. They got 17 pets at home. They don't have. I ain't got that they money. They can still looking at you. All right. One last question. Yeah. Since we're at year three. Yeah. Let's look back. Let's think back to the beginning. Mm-hmm. Back to Hinkus Pinkus. <laughs> back to the porn I watched as a child. That was the title of that one. Yeah, no, I remember. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I remember. I think about it all the time because I think about, I don't know if that was if that was the one to start with. <laughs> so when people go, okay, let's see what this podcast is about. And then they look at it and they're like, weird. I don't want to talk about porn. <laughs> especially not porn you were watching as a child and it's like no you need to know that's just a joke that we said yeah in the episode that's fine yeah anyway back at the beginning yes what do we wish we had known from said beginning yeah um truncate silence truncate silence (laughs) when you're editing yep it took us so long to figure that out and i spent so many hours just going through and taking out all of the silent parts of every episode just second by second yep yeah that was rough and we were very excited to get started Mm -hmm. and i wish that we had recorded about 10 episodes before we ever put anything put anything out just to give us you know like we talked about wishing that we had more time and so just to give us that cushion of like yeah this isn't coming out for two months you know like we can spend more time on it so if you are thinking about starting a podcast you listener out there i know you're excited to do it Mm-hmm. trust me when I say, you know, just bank some episodes. Yeah. And when you want to put off recording, don't be like, well, we're ahead because that's how you get behind. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's good for, you know, emergencies or things that come up like going on vacation or whatever, people getting sick, but don't just be like, I don't feel like it. Just yeah. go do it anyway. Um, Once you get in there, you'll be having fun. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, the rest of it, it really just technical stuff of like, I wish, you know, yeah. that we had learned how to master earlier. I wish that we had just gone ahead and gotten better microphones and a mixer at the beginning yeah Yeah, because there were a couple episodes you know we 
um our first couple of guest episodes are really rough especially on you uh i probably spent like 12 hours editing that super mario brothers episode trying to get it to sound like something yeah i bet i could go back now and do it yeah that's true actually but just having the but it's just things that you learn you know i mean when we first started out we were like maybe this won't even work out who knows who knows how long we'll be doing it so we also did our notes a lot differently at the beginning Mm -hmm. we got that figured out a lot better yep yeah i do the only thing honestly that i wish at all is that either of us had the knowledge or the energy to do the social media, mm-hmm. the marketing, the yep. part that is required these days yes. for anything. Yeah. Which we're going to hire Hot Toes yes. uh, for free. Yeah. <laughs> but we do have an intern now. It's Hot Toes. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, that is a huge part of it. You know, we know that we create really good content, but it's hard to get it out there. Yeah. Sometimes. How do we get it in front of other people? And yeah, you know, we can ask you guys, but. You guys have lives too. Yeah, it's just hard. You're busy, so. The hard part is not creating the content. It is getting it to people. Yep. And I just don't have the energy for it because I already have to do that for one job. Right. (laughs) That's hard enough. Yeah. Yeah, the energy and the know-how. So, yeah. Other than that, I mean, there hasn't been too many, you know, we had to, last year we had to make like a pretty big shift in the way that we recorded, but that was just life. Yeah. You know, we were both busier than we were when we started out and yeah like you said realizing that we just weren't the quality wasn't there because we were just trying to put out more and you know quality is definitely more important than quantity yeah so yeah my other advice would be uh maybe don't promise that you're gonna put out an episode every week to start with yeah because going backwards does feel bad Mm -hmm. yeah yeah because you know we don't want to not give you guys stuff right yeah yeah commit yourself to what what you can commit to don't overcommit. Yep. For sure. That's and, just a good life advice. And find somebody you want to <laughs> hang out with. Yeah. That's not that hard. Hopefully. It only took me, what, like 26 years to find you? So yeah. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's that's it. That's all. And that's everything we've ever said. It's everything we've ever said. Just the biggest, most sincerest and heartfelt thank you to you guys for being with us for the past three years. Or if you're, you know, ever, if you're just joining us. For checking us out in the first place and going, I'm going to click on this little silly VHS drawing and see what this is all about. <laughs> it means a lot. I still, I mean, three years, I still am, when people are like, oh yeah, I listened to that and it was really funny. I'm like, you did? <laughs> <laughs> That's so nice. Other people are listening to me. Um, yeah. I guess people be listening. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. You know, a question that no one asked was where our names came from. Yeah. And I guess we get to keep it a secret. You don't get to find out because nobody asked. Yep. So that's for us to know and for you to not know. I mean, I don't know about you, but that's what's on my birth certificate. Well, yeah, of course. My mom said, look at this beautiful little baby. (laughs) Meat wedge. Better than Newt Gingrich. I think I'll call her Meat Wedge. (laughs) Newt. (laughs) Yeah, could have been worse. Um, yep. Yep. You have anything else to add? No. Okay. I've said it all. It's true. We've been here a while. It's yeah. been fun, though. It has been. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, I've enjoyed it. Tell us your favorite episode. Yeah, I want to know. Yeah. And why? Write me an essay. <laughs> we'll be. It'll be graded. Five sentences at least. Yeah. No, I don't care. But, you know, we want to. We always want to hear from you guys what movie you're looking forward to, what has been your favorite, you know, movie that we've done over the past three years, and that sort of thing. And... Wow. Time flies when you're in a cave. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, you can find us on the internet if you need us. And like we've mentioned several times, 
Join the Patreon. Once or twice, yeah. So that uh, we can commit more time to this because we would love to. We really enjoy it. Exactly. And tell your friends. And that's it. Have a lovely day and stay fresh, cheese bags. And don't forget to reduce, reuse, recycle, replay, and rewind. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.